Don't miss the men and the magic behind Talking Tricks with Cain and Abel. We'll be live at the following places. Saturday the 6th of April, we will be at the Bath Comedy Festival. Saturday the 4th to Monday the 6th of May, we'll be in Brighton at the Brighton Fringe Festival. And we will be there as well on May the 31st, June the 1st and June the 2nd. June the 14th, you can catch us at Hastings Comedy Festival. And throughout August, we'll be returning to the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. More dates set to be announced anytime soon. So check out www.caneandablemagic.com for more. You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers. Hello and welcome to Talking Tricks, a podcast with us, Kane and Abel, two magicians with the exact same voice. Now, having the same voice as Ed Kane, my brother, means I could pretend that Ed Kane is here, but he hasn't even made it back from New Zealand. He's there having fun, enjoying himself. So, I have a co-host, a very special co-host joining us on Talking Tricks this week is Magic Sam, Sam Hurst, and the lunatics are well and truly ruling the asylum, because this week we're not necessarily going to talk about comedy, magic, circus or variety. What we're going to do is talk about and find out whether or not Hulk Hogan is the worst magician of all time as we delve into the times that professional wrestlers have used magic in the ring as part of our very rough preview to WrestleMania 35, which happens this Sunday. Don't know about WrestleMania 35? Don't worry, we'll tell you all about it. But before then, let's meet our co-host. Let's meet our guest. It's Sam Hurst. Sam, how you doing? I'm okay, yeah, I'm not too bad. I've just travelled all the way across London an hour and a half on a very, do you know what, Piccadilly line's very comfortable to travel on. But that Victoria line, that's hot. That's really, really hot and full of angry people. So, yeah, about, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I'm now here in your missus's flat. It's, it is your missus's flat. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm, I'm a renter, but technically I'm not <laughs> renting at the minute. You're a, I'm a... I don't want to say A it. dosser? It starts with rent. It's yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and it ends in what I was before I was a man. Uh, so, Sam, to kick us off, before we delve in and people think, why am I listening to this man talking about magic and wrestling? Sam, tell us about very, very quickly, because I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point in depth about your magic career. But tell us very quickly about you as a magician, and then also where you are with yourself as a Fan of, are you a fan of wrestling, former fan of wrestling? So talk to us about magic and wrestling. This year I was the UK Family Entertainer of the Year at Blackpool, which was amazing. I went on stage in a 3,000-seat theatre and I won, by all accounts, by a large margin, not to say that the other guys weren't any good. But I'm actually, my main income, my bread and butter is street shows. I do a lot of children's shows, but street shows, children's shows are very similar. Um, and I, I, I started doing magic when, when I was about 13. I don't, I don't know whether it was Penn and Teller or Paul Daniels that got me into magic, but into wrestling, 
we didn't have much when I was a little. I'm from a very small council estate in a very small town in the north of England. And wrestling, we were lucky enough that my stepdad got a Sky TV. And in 1989, I think I watched the Royal Rumble. 1990, I watched Royal Rumble. And I've loved wrestling since. I've just not really watched it for at least five, ten years. Since towards the end of the Raw, when Raw was Raw. And the beauty you have is that every conversation I have with you, I will normally reference something that's going on in wrestling at that point in time. And I I, I enjoy that. I enjoy you telling me about wrestling, but we can't afford to watch wrestling at the moment. (laughs) But now here's my question for you, Sam, because uh, the listener may be sat at home thinking, why on earth are they going to talk about whether or not Hulk Hogan is the worst magician of all time? Hulk Hogan notoriously attempted to win a match by performing a magic trick in the ring. Not a lot of people have seen this. Not a lot of people know about it. We're going to watch it together live. I'm going to tell people how they can watch it and we're going to commentate on whether or not this makes him the worst magician of all time. But before then, Sam, is there any times that you can remember actually that people have used magic to get by in the wrestling ring? Or have people used magic techniques the things that I can remember the most are Papa Shango. Papa Shango, um, when he got the ultimate warrior and made him... Well, he got him two or three times, didn't he? You know, he made him with all that green sick and things like that, that cream on it. Um, the Undertaker, Paul Burrer, would bring him back to life every time he was losing. And... <clears throat> I used to love that when he was bringing him back to life. And apart from that, no. Um, magic magic techniques are a lot of gimmicks that you might not say are magic, but they came from magic. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the theatre as they walk onto stage, as they walk out in front of the tights and try a lot of theatre and the explosions and stuff were invented by magicians. Definitely invented by magicians to make the show more of a show. That's what I could tell you right now that I can remember. And you mentioned Papa Shango, who of course was a a dark magic sort of voodoo magician, wasn't he? That was his stick. But also around that time then, if this is when you were watching wrestling, you'll remember the iconic, the WWE's clown, Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown. I can't remember him doing magic. I don't think I like watching Doink the Clown matches. And... What's ridiculous is I should have paid more attention to Doink the Clown matches when I was a kid because now when I watch them back, I'm like, that guy was actually really good and his gimmick was good. And But I can't remember him doing any magic. He used to do a lot, lots of silly tricks, like, you know, squirting people with a water pistol and stuff like that. My favourite thing about Doink the Clown was when he appeared in the crowd, having not been seen for about 10 years, and then for some reason... Put the walls of Jericho on William Regal. And then it turned out he was, in fact, Chris Jericho. And I thought, I hate you, Chris Jericho. But now I love Chris Jericho. Because he's the greatest of all time. But, Sam. I disagree, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the greatest wrestler of all time? Taker, innit? Taker. Undertaker. Undertaker. Do you remember when uh, Undertaker was in a casket match and they showed the casket empty? And then... Close the lid. So they lifted the lid because someone was going to put someone in the casket and you saw it was empty and then they closed it. And then they lifted the lid again because they tried to put someone in and then it got closed 
and then they lifted the lid and then the Undertaker was in there. I don't remember that match. I remember Yokozuna putting him in. Yeah. The casket. Yeah. And then a video coming from the casket. Yeah. And then it sort of went, and he vanished. Yeah. Did he vanish? He did vanish, yeah. He vanished and no one knew where the Undertaker was. And then a few months later, Taker was back. Yeah. I watched that knowing some sort of magic tricks. And I thought, I don't even know how that's done. It's the best trick I've ever seen. And everyone said when he came back that it was a different man. It had to be a different man. But it wasn't a different man. But it had to be still in the box. To kids, it had to be a different man. It can't be because the actual Undertaker's disappeared. Yeah. That can't be Mark. That can't be the Undertaker again. That can't be Mr. Calloway. (laughs) Miss Calloway owns golf golf courses. (laughs) Yeah, well, Undertaker, a very good magician. Very Very good at getting in the part of the coffin he needs to and vanishing. I think he went under the ring. But Hulk Hogan, a bad magician. Sam, we're about to go to WCW in 1998 where a lot of bad things happened. But this may be one of the worst. And before we play this and talk about Hulk Hogan, I must say I love wrestling. I loved Hulk Hogan as a child. But I'm probably going to say some rather mean things about him over the next few minutes. So here we go, Sam. 1998, Halloween Havoc, WCW, The Ultimate Warrior... V. Hulk Hogan, the rematch from the 1990 WrestleMania 6. Here we go. He's going for something. Hogan's got something. He's digging out you. Here he is. That's a great that's, is that the buffest that Hulk Hogan ever was? He's pretty buff here, isn't he? But he's got a little piece of, a, bit, a bag out of his pocket. Oh, that's a, right. We should be speaking of it. So, <laughs> but I, I was just, I was speechless at how awful that was all handled. <laughs> so, what you need to do if you want to watch this is type in Halloween Havoc 1998 Hulk Hogan v The Warrior into YouTube and you will watch it. Essentially, what you will see, what has just happened, is the aim of this match, the match was supposed to end at that point, Sam. Hulk Hogan was supposed to produce a ball of fire from his fist and shoot it into the Ultimate Warrior's face to win the match, because the Warrior had been using magic in the build-up <laughs> to this match to psych out Hulk Hogan. So he was, had... he was supposed to be doing some sort of Dragon... Hulk Hogan was supposed to be doing some sort of Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Super Saiyan, yeah. I'm knocking you across the ring with fire. But in, fi- in reality, what we saw is Hulk Hogan pull a plastic bag out of his underpants... <laughs> fumble around with flash paper for about 30 seconds and then light a bit and set fire to his moustache. Did he get his moustache? He got his moustache. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Did At what point? Right. Did... did Is it Ted Turner, yeah? Is yeah. Ted Turner? Ted Turner owns WCW. Did Ted Turner go, right, right, you can even see him getting out. I think... Is that not flash wool? No, it's flash it's paper, flash isn't it? paper, yeah. It's an entire load of it. Did he not... Did Ted Turner say, right, how can we do this? Oh, it's this. Right, so should we train Hulk Hogan how to do this? How will we do that? We'll pay a magician a a good few hundred dollars and they'll train him how to do it properly. And Ted Turner was like, nah, I'm a billionaire. Um, 
We'll just let him work it out for himself mid-match. Just buy it off. Just buy it off the even the inter. He wouldn't have bought it off the internet. It's nineteen ninety-eight. Maybe they had to go to the shop. They had to go to a magic dealer in Florida. Yeah, probably to buy this. Who's responsible for this? That's what I want to know. Which uh, magic dealer has sold Hulk Hogan flash paper and not taught him how to use it? Yeah, man, that could have flown. Oh man, there's so many. Why didn't they get him a flash shooter? Exactly. Oh, no, that's awful. It is. I think I've been worse with flash paper. But, no, I've not. I've not. You can't be that bad. I believe that's the worst use of flash I've ever used. I've ever seen. You can't. The flash has gone before it's happened. But, you know what? On top of that, though, you've got to, you've got to blame the lighting text because the lighting text could have really lowered the lights to increase the flash. Exactly. But... Obviously, in a live wrestling match, it's going to be hard to to know exactly when it's going to happen. But then leaving the flat, the bag of flash paper and the lighter on the thing, because you see the warrior trying to kick it off yeah. the ring so it looked like it was something magical. There are a million ways that they could have done that without Hulk Hogan actually even needing to light it. Just if they were doing it for the TV screen, they could have angled it. So that it came out of the turnbuckle, or it, it came out... It could have come out of anywhere. It didn't have to be a bag of flash paper that he opens up and gets a bit lighter out and then lobs it and sets his face on fire. I think it makes Hulk Hogan the worst magician I've ever seen, but we're about to see the worst chair shot of all time. Bammo! That's how they got around it. Because it was supposed to end with the fire there. So anyone spending one big boof, wow, yeah. check that out. Yeah. So anyone that's that's watched along with us would have seen that uh, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan's nephew. Eric Bischoff, that's who's that's to it. blame. Bischoff's to blame. Bischoff's to blame. Bischoff I forgot was, Bischoff was in charge. Bischoff was too busy. Now, to put this into perspective, whilst that was happening in WCW, in WWE, Kane came out and shot The Undertaker with a fireball, and it looked like this, Sam. Now, this is how it could have been done. What we're watching here is very low lighting. It's all black and red. Six foot eleven of the big red machine. Yeah. Again, six foot ten of uh Bam-o. Boom. There you go. Now, if you type Kane shoots the Undertaker with fireball and inadvertently hits X Pac in the face. Did it? <laughs> which happened one month before the Hulk Hogan thing. Oh man! Right now, that's why Hulk Hogan is the worst magician. Because Kane is coming. He's just—he's basically got a gun built into his glove. Yeah. And he's fired it, and he shot this guy in the face. Man, do you know what? Right, I'm gonna go to this in a second. I'm gonna go back to Hulk Hogan. If you wanted Hulk Hogan to fire a fireball, and you said that Ken, Kane's got that built into his glove, right? Couldn't Hulk Hogan have had? A cast on. Yeah. Because the Ultimate Warrior had broken his arm or his wrist using magic the week before. And he is wearing gloves. And he's wearing, he's wearing gloves. This then. is when Hulk Hogan wore gloves. Oh, man. If illusionist existed back then, it might have been easier for them. <laughs> Wrestling fans, magic fans, I implore you to watch both of these videos and see Hulk Hogan's horrendous attempt at magic. And Kane actually just pulling it off. It's, it's better than his... Um, never mind. 
<laughs> You're probably going to bring them up in a, in a bit. Oh my God, he's got, he looks like he looks like a junkie. Yeah, he is bleeding. Trying to set his fix up as yeah. fast as he can in the corner. He is bleeding at the time, to be fair to him. And he is probably quite an old man having a big sweaty wrestling match. So I guess it is quite hard <laughs> chances. I'm laughing at it. That's, that's a funny thing, though. Well, the Ultimate Warrior can't kick it off it the ring. It takes him three, three goes to kick the And he still paper. leaves a bit. And he still leaves a bit. Uh, these are two icons, legends of wrestling, <laughs> and this is possibly their worst ever moment of all time. But Sam, so there we go, Hulk Hogan. Possibly the worst magician. I think the worst magician of all time. But a lot of people often say to me, why has there never been a magician who is also a wrestler? Well, those people, Sam, have obviously never come to terms with Fantasio. I'm about to show you Fantasio making his WWE debut on Superstars July the 16th, 1995. A few years. Maybe this is what inspired Hulk Hogan. This is... This is... This is just pre This is when... It dropped down between 92, didn't it? 92 to 96. So I've, I've never seen this. This is not the heyday of the WWE, then known as the WWF. This is when everyone had a job. And this man's job is a wrestler that's also a magician. So here he comes. The first time oh. we've seen... Oh. Wow, did you see that? Torch to, torch to K. Fantasio has just done a torch to cave on his way out. JR's impressed. JR's I've never seen JR impressed with anything. He's like that match. In he comes. He's got his hat. He's got a mask on. He, oh. Oh. Smoke from hat. There's a nice flash explosion in his hat there. That was proper. A bit of sparkle on it. Now he's doing some wrestling here. Because he is actually a good wrestler, Fantasia. Oh, oh. what are they called? Throw streamers. Throw streamers. I, don't, I didn't even see him get them out, actually. He did that really well because he's wearing a leotard. He's not got gloves on. No sleeves. And he got those throw streamers out really quickly and well. Maybe that's what all the rips are for. In his costume because he has got a few bits. I quite like that he does the ta-da with his hands each time he does a move. Yeah. He's big. He's too big to have such a silly gimmick. Yeah, he could be... He could have been a gangster. Or he could have been a... Um, he's big. He's a big lad. And he's wrestling a fat, pasty, white guy in a singlet. Which says a lot about the time. They're calling DeVito because of his body shape. Yeah. Even though he's taller. He's wrestling Tony DeVito. And no criticism to Tony DeVito. No. Tony DeVito fans. But he is a larger chap. Oh, that was good. That was really good. That, that's a finishing move. That can be a finishing move with some building up. Well, you say that, but Fantasio is a magician as well as a wrestler. So surely there's going to be a bit of magic to come. really good. Why do I never... Why do... <laughs> He's pulled his underpants out from the back. So Fantasio has just popped his hands down the back of 
Tony DeVito's one onesie, onesie, <laughs> he's singlet, and he's torn his pants <laughs> off. And now he's he's pulled the pants out from from the ref, popped them back in his hand, and he's out of here. He's out. I love that the referees and the pants are stripy. <laughs> it's good. So there's Fantasio. That's a really good gimmick. He's a really good wrestler with a really good gimmick. But for some, how many how many matches did he do? Just that one. That was his only match. One match in WWE he goes down in folklore as only having one televised match, Fantasio. And let's let's what did he do? Oh my Torch to Kane, smoking hat, streamer. Two, and two pairs of underpants whipped straight out. Pull two pairs of pants out. People have won the Young Magic's the Magic Circle Young Magician of the Year with fewer tricks. I know one fella that's done very similar to that and won it. <laughs> oh, I had to get one in. That might not be the last. <laughs> so there we go. Now, the other one I want to know if you know, if you remember, Sam, is Tajiri. Do you remember Tajiri? I remember the name, but I probably pronounced it different because I'm Northern. Because what used to confuse me, Tajiri was... The Green Mist, yeah, is that what he was called? He was a Japanese guy, and in his matches, during his matches, halfway through, he would just spit green mist on people. I think and that's why he was the Green Mist. <laughs> right, yeah. I think so I do remember him, because I said that without you showing me. So he, Right, so we've got Tajiri here. Any old Tajiri Green Mist video will get this for you. And the H3 came from Japan. He's, he's Japanese. He's Japanese. This is quite an old Tajiri, as in... This is from a few years ago, but he was younger and thinner. He even had a... I do remember him. He he came in when they started bringing in... Is it when they started bringing in, like, Rey Mysterio and people like that, and they started bringing the Mexicans and the, the Lucador sort of wrestlers in? He was in the... Yeah, he was a cruiserweight. What WCW would call cruiserweights, which is where they put all their... When they started buying out the WCW, WWE were like, you're good. Yeah. We'll we'll, have you. We'll have him. And I think he was in ECW for a bit as well. But he does a lot of Yeah, he definitely was in ECW, I'm quite... Yeah. Now, we'll see how cleverly they cut this here, because I reckon at some point he's going to have to go and have a big drink or something. (laughs) (laughs) But when I used to watch it, to Jerry matches, I would never see where he would get his big, big mist from. I tell you what, if you look at the audience, yeah, because this at the time, this at the time, the somersaults, the super kicks, and everything like that, the somersaults, super kicks, everything like that, the audience looked bored. And do you think, do they ever do a match and sort of stop the match and they tell the audience? This match is... This is for television. Yeah. I don't think so. Have I Do you played think the they... wrong one here? No, no, no. Uh, you've noticed right there. It's coming. That was the cut. It's, yeah. It's... Who's he? That looks like Raven. Brian Kendrick has come out now. This is like two years so ago. So that's your cut. Yeah. This is a show called 205 Live, which they play after they record... They record Smackdown, and then they record 205 Live. 
and then they have a big match that makes people stay for 205 Live. I'm going to be honest, I'm getting really nervous now that I'm going to annoy a lot of wrestling fans because of not actually knowing Well, in a minute, everything. in a minute, Sam, we're going to look at the WrestleMania 35 lineup, and uh, <laughs> then you can really annoy everyone because we're going to do the worst preview of WrestleMania of all time as one person that hasn't watched wrestling for five years talks to another person that has watched wrestling probably every day for five years. <laughs> but, did it, oh, come on, Tajiri, spit him in the, spit in his face. Look at that. He's, he's his corpse in there, though. There we go. Oh, oh, it's evil. He was corpse though. He nearly, he had to spit it out because he was laughing. He'd even had it in a long time, hadn't he? Yeah. There he got up are. to two minutes. He obviously, like, Brian, Brian Kendrick and him are obviously friends. Because he could, I think he had to spit that out straight in his face because he couldn't stop laughing and he needed to get on with the next bit before it actually came out of his nose. <laughs> well, I think they're all Am I supposed to be just critiquing these videos? You can do whatever you want, mate. This is, I'm aware, this is without a doubt probably going to be the geekiest episode of Talking Tricks of all time. Ed Kane's going to be furious. Absolutely furious. Well, they didn't get to join in. Furious that instead of me doing an interview... Well, he shouldn't have just gone to the shop because he's definitely here. Oh, no, you said he'd have gone to New Zealand. He's gone to New Zealand. (laughs) Instead of what I'm doing is is talking about magic and wrestling. So there we go. Hulk Hogan, Flash Paper, definitely the worst magician of all time. Fantasio, best... Oh, that was amazing. Best magician of all time. Loved it. Joint the Clown is is just Joint the Clown. He's Joint the Clown. We didn't really talk much about him. Undertaker, very good at illusions. And then Tajiri, good at having a secret drink. You're quite good at that as well, aren't you? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> you and Tajiri are kindred spirits. Um, <laughs> Sam, in a second, I'm going to very quickly run through all of the matches confirmed for WrestleMania 35. And all I want you to do is tell me quickly what you know about the people in it or... If you don't know anything about them, what you think they're like and who you think's going to win. And then I'll tell you who I think's going to win as a fan. But before then, Sam, um, we'll have you on. We'll have you on this podcast at some point, I'm sure, to do a proper interview. (laughs) But before then, what might you have coming up, Sam, that people might want to go and watch? Um, I've got a lecture in Blackpool on Tuesday, April... Oh, let me get this date right. April, April, April 9th. April 9th. Um, yeah, Blackpool Magic Club. I'm doing a lecture there. It's my first ever lecture. Tuesday, April 9th. And I'm doing a lecture there. It started off, it was going to be a show, a thing about street shows. But actually, my show is not a street show. It's not a kid's show. It's not a cabaret show. It's just the show that I do. And I'm going to tell people how I do it and just the different ways I do it for different situations. Um, we've got Beautiful Magicians Club, Beautiful Magicians Club. I Did I tell you it was called Beautiful Magicians Club? You did. Because people should have a look at Beautiful Magicians Club, which is um, something that I run with my, my awesome wife. And we're a cabaret night and magic night, mainly based on magic, that we get the best acts that we can to put a show on. The Beautiful is about just 
being nice to each other. The the whole show is being nice to each other. Everybody gets paid properly. Everybody joins in. And we're up to our... I think we're up to our 22nd show now. Sold right. out. Um, and then I've got we've got some really big news about Beautiful Magicians Club coming. Uh, yeah, you could have a look at Kendall Calling the music festival we're being given a stage for a few hours each day and we're we're putting on a big show with some very big name acts i know this is mainly magic based so if i told you kieran johnson max somerset the amazing have you heard of kane and abel they sound shit I think they're going to be there as well. Sound like a pair of ballads. And then the other things I've got on is I obviously I do street shows pretty much every day in Covent Garden. And then other than that, I don't hang out with my kids. Hang out with my kids and try to enjoy that time instead of thinking about doing work or just, you know, just trying to help people out. That's all. That's what I do. That is what I've got coming up, definitely. Well, it sounds very busy, and obviously I would implore people to go and uh, check out a beautiful Magicians Club show. Definitely get yourself tickets to Kendall Calling. There's lots of great things on there, as well as... Uh, Niall Rogers, Tom Jones, and... um, I can't remember. Manic Street Preachers are the headliners, but there's also around about another... One and a half thousand acts, and it's a multi-award winning festival because it's so all-inclusive and lovely up in the in in Penrith in the Lake District. Sounds great. And very quickly then, before we end this very nerdy, very strange podcast that Ed Kane's gonna hate, is we're gonna run through the WWE <laughs> WrestleMania thirty-five uh, list of matches. This show's on this Sunday, the seventh of april i'll be watching it it's rumored sam that this is going to last for eight hours oh man i was about to ask you where you're going to watch it but i'm going to watch a little bit before bed here and then because i have to go and film something on the monday and i go to Rhodes on the tuesday so i'm going to watch it a little bit then i'm going to go to sleep and then I'm going to do a little bit of work, and then... Oh, you're up to stuff as well, are you? Yeah, I'm, I do bits, <laughs> I do bits. And then I'm going to going to watch a bit more of it, and hopefully I'll watch it all before I go to Greece, otherwise I'll watch some of it in Greece. But, Sam, we're going to start at the top, and we're going to start with the final match. Now, they've already announced this is going to be the last match on the show. This is the headline, the main event, and it's the first time a women's match has ever headlined. WrestleMania. That's a big move. It is the Raw Women's Championship. The champion is Ronda Rousey, and she's going to fight Becky Lynch and the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Sam, what do you know about these three women? I know Ronda Rousey is nails as an actual fighter. As a fighter, because wrestling is definitely real. I think we're allowed to say predetermined, but we can't say the F word. That upsets people. Yeah. With, and and fair enough. But Ronda Rousey was in the, the UFC mixed martial arts. And she won, and she won, and she won. Yeah. And then it seemed healthier for her to just get a salary. Becky Lynch, don't know. Charlotte Fleur, don't know. But I imagine Charlotte Fleur is quite acrobatic, I'm going to say, as a guess. But apart from that, that does not 
mean it doesn't mean anything to me you know Hulk Hogan Undertaker final match that's a match you know who they are don't you well, Becky Lynch has been on one of the greatest heel turns of all time over the last six months. She's basically the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is she a proper sod? She's great, and she's from Dublin, so we love her. Oh, right, yeah, that's my favourite. Yeah. Charlotte Flair... Well, maybe Charlotte's going to be my favourite, yeah. Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's daughter. Is it? Yeah. And I didn't see that. Yeah, and she's... Oh, a, I sound like an idiot. She's an eight-time, <laughs> eight-time women's champion. Um, there's definitely no nepotism in that because there's no nepotism in the entertainment in- industry. Absolutely. That is totally true. Yeah. And I mean, I, you just watch primetime TV tonight and you will see no nepotism going on. I'm sorry. That's that's for the another interview another day. Who do you think's going to win? The most iconic female wrestling match of all time Wrestlemania 35 first time anyone's ever headlined UFC golden girl turned WWE Becky Lynch Becky Lynch Becky Lynch is going to win easy I think you might be right there my friend right but and I would like Becky Lynch to win but secretly I'd quite like Ronda Rousey to win because they're all going to boo if she wins right they're going to get anchors they want Becky to win and the good thing is that if if Ronda wins then they're going to pay to watch the next. Exactly. They're going to pay because then now we want to see Ronda lose. Yeah. And there's rumours, you know, Ronda was only signed to a one-year contract, which would be up by now. So uh, then we have the Universal Championship. Sam, this is essentially the biggest uh, WWE title, but this is for the Raw because Raw and SmackDown have their own titles. Brock Lesnar v Seth Rollins. What do you know about those two? Brock came in probably 2000 and 2003, he disappeared for a bit, but when he came in, he's a machine, like he's huge. He's like, how can anybody have a neck like that? Um, but he wasn't much of a, a wrestler, so he sort of disappeared. And maybe he got a lot of training and they got him back. But now he's a big, big name in there. And then Seth Rollins is... He's very charismatic. Is that right? Seth Rollins is, a, is a, he's kind of your Shawn Michaels of, of the day, but he's probably more of a mix between Shawn Michaels and maybe he's a full mix between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Is he? Yeah. So he's a bit naughty. Yeah. But he's well, kind of, they're both naughty, but... He's kind of pretending to be good at the minute. So which one's a heel in that match? Brock is the heel. People hate Brock because Brock only wrestles like six matches a year. Which right. I quite like, but the fans don't like it. They want to see him and every week. What's Seth? What's Seth? Like a 12 stoner? A cru- just over a cruiser? He's he, not a heavyweight. He is a heavyweight, but he is like he's a new age heavyweight. He He's just over a cruiser, yeah. You know, he's not the biggest of guys. Yeah, that's, um, that's Brock's match. Yeah. Then we've got Daniel Bryan v. Kofi Kingston. Oh, look at that one. Right, both of them very... Well, I don't know, because I don't know what how the stories have gone. Kofi Kingston, very likeable. Daniel Bryan, the most liked wrestler in years, by far. Uh, well, people say John Cena, but I'd say Daniel Bryan, who, because people, you know, I even see it on Facebook, and I don't really follow much wrestling stuff, but I'll see things like, oh, hopefully Daniel Bryan will be coming back soon to the WWE. 
Um, so, I don't know. Um, Cove Kingston is... He's... Is he... Is he liked, though? Is he's he very liked. He's oh, very no. liked. He's very liked. So what's happened here is basically Daniel Bryan had a career-ending injury. Yeah. And then some doctor has amended that injury and he's come back and everyone got very excited. This was last WrestleMania, in fact. He came back. Everyone loved him, very excited. And then they got a little bit bored of him. So what he did was he kicked the champion in the nuts... And won the title, and he turned heel. And his way of oh, being... Oh, naughty Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but his way of being heel is he is an eco-warrior in real life and a vegan. And he comes out and tells people off for drinking with plastic straws in front of him. I like him. Yeah, everything he says is reasons why he should be a good guy. But American, well, wrestling fans are so like, Hey, I want to drink a plastic straw, and I want to... I'm a mega slurpee. It's my right to waste resources <laughs> but the best sign I've ever seen is this because he can't take is this because he can't actually take slams or anything anymore so he's really had to big up his personality yeah um, I don't think so I think he can still take that, no, right anyway forget that sorry I was, I was making his go on a tangent he yeah no he can tell people that but the Americans hate it Americans hate, hate being told what to do exactly but one person had a sign a cardboard sign that said, I wasted valuable resources to make this sign and <laughs> held it up during his match. <laughs> now that's the best sign of all time, isn't it? That's it. Is. <laughs> it's on a par with when Kanye West did Glastonbury and someone had that flag with a steal from his wife, Kim Kardashian's. I remember that. Tape that and it's on did. a par with the, like it was, they actually put it into the computer games the sign at WWE event that somebody wrote that said, the person behind me can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> also great. So those are the top three matches. There's loads of other matches. I don't think we can go through all of these. We can't. Just, just go up and I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, give you my, uh, I'll give you my win really quick. All right. Very quickly then. Uh, we've got Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. L- returning from legitimately having leukaemia. Oh my lord, he's massive, he's a beast. He's the face of the Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, who is from Scotland. Uh, sorry, Drew, but Roman's winning. I think Roman's probably going to win that as well. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Oh man, it, physically it should be Randy Orton, but it's going to be AJ Styles. <laughs> I, I That could go either way, and it could be the last we see of either of those two for a while as well. Interesting. Triple HV, star of Guardians of the Galaxy, Dave Batista. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know whether it's going to be the person that's married to the owner of the company <laughs> or the Hollywood star, but neither of them really need to do it. But I think that'll be oh, it's quite low down the roster, but that'd be a really good match. But I'll say Triple H. Yeah, well, the caveat on that match is that it's a no holds barred match, and if Triple H loses, his career is over. He can't wrestle anymore. All oh, right, Batista's going to win then. I'm not sure if he'll go out to Batista, so that could go either way. We've got the Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley, my <laughs> girlfriend, whose house we're in at the minute's least favourite wrestler because she hates his manager. His manager just goes, Lashley, Lashley, in a microphone 
for the sole duration of his matches. And Finn Balor. Oh, do you know what? I want Bobby Lashley to win because when I was paying, playing uh, WWE 2018, for some reason, which was an awful game, awful, awful game, you just literally could not advance. 2018. Finn Balor, or maybe 2017, Finn Balor was in possible for so many matches. I just had to fight him again and again and again. And he was good. Like, he was a good... He's an athletic little thing, isn't he? Hated him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, Bray is also a Brit. He's from Ireland. And I'm hoping he's going to win. He's possibly got the best body of, of all of these guys. Is that what... That's Finn Balor? That's Finn Balor. Yeah. And oh, he sometimes... He oh, yeah, he is. He sometimes dresses up as a... De- he paints his body like... Basically, like Venom. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, I know exactly who he and is. And he like was him. the top of my roster, and I was trying to get past that. And I played it for three months, and for some reason, I could not advance any further, even if I was beating him every single time, and it made the game boring. So I want him to lose. But I know exactly who you mean. We've got yeah. the United States Championship Samoa Joe v Rey Mysterio. So that's like 50 year old Samoa Joe. 60-year-old. Samoa Joe is younger than you think. Is he? Yeah, but he has been around. He's probably, I would say he's not 40. So he's it's doing that is clotheslines versus cartwheels. So, That's what that match is. Yeah, and um, headlocks. Samoa Joe does finishes with a headlock, basically. God. A sleeper hold. Do you want to know who will win or who I want to win? Both. I want Rey Mysterio to win and Samoa Joe will win. Okay, I think you're right there with that. Then we've got the Women's Tag Team Championship. Sasha Banks, Snoop Dogg's cousin, and Bailey versus Ooh, Beth Phoenix. I've just seen that name. Yeah. Tamina Snooker. Tamina Snooker. Is that Jimmy's, Jimmy's child? Jimmy's daughter. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> so we've got Snoop Dogg's cousin Sasha Banks and Bailey, who likes hugging. Beth Phoenix, who's married to Edge, and Natalia, who is Jim the Anvil Nineheart's daughter, Nia Jax, who is The Rock's cousin, and Tamina Snooker, who is Jimmy Snooker's um, daughter, v. the Iconics, who are two girls from Australia. I hope it didn't seem a bit like I was putting all those women down by saying who they were all related to. No, it but didn't. I felt they, it was they, interesting. They, they are. They, they are, are women, super heritage. That's... And they, they're women in their own right. But for you, someone that hasn't watched wrestling for 10 to 5 years, it's important. It's interesting for you to know who they all are. So who's coming out of that with the belt, Sam? Um, Nia Jackson, Tamina Snuka. Easy. Okay, the two, the two uh, big... Samoans for Sam. I think Sasha and Bailey will probably win. Then we've got the Miz v Shane McMahon. The Miz. Miz has got to win that. Shane, <laughs> Shane wins that. I'm rioting. Then we have Kurt Angle's final ever match, his retirement match against Baron Corbin. I don't know who Baron Corbin is. Um, I've never liked Kurt Angle. I'd like it to be Baron Corbin, but Kurt Angle will win that. No. Yeah, he will. Yep. And then we have the Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy v Tony Nice. Not got a clue. No. Uh, <laughs> probably Buddy Murphy. And then this is interesting. And what makes this interesting is because this match, you can vote on Paddy Power 
Well, all of the matches you can vote on Paddy Power over who's going to win. But this match... You can vote on WWE matches. On Paddy Power, yeah. But this match is the one that I would recommend maybe voting on, uh, betting on, and I'll tell you for why. So it's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Now, don't go on here after Friday, but the Friday before WrestleMania one year, the big show was 25 to 1 to win. I thought, I'm going to put my money on the big show. Then, on the Sunday... Before the event, I went to look. He was like 1 to 11. He won. But I would have got the odds from when I put it on. So I could have made a, a sweet 50 quid off that. Um, so we have the Andre the... Uh, and you two quid back. I'm a two quid back. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is also happening. Sam, at this point, all we know is basically everyone that we haven't mentioned is going to be in it. Braun Strowman is in it. He's big. He's, he is big, isn't he? I, I, I know what he looks like. His name's Braun. Braun. <laughs> and Michael Che and Colin Jost, who are from Saturday Night Live, they're in it <laughs> for a bit of fun. Oh, so it's, yeah, that's a shits and giggles match. It, it's everyone gets a go on. Everyone gets a go. Oh, can I have a go? You could probably have a go. So there we have it. That is possibly... Actually, I at first I thought that was going to be the worst... WrestleMania preview ever, but if you're kind of sitting on the fence about watching it, I reckon we've convinced a few people to watch it now. If you're like, I'm going to watch WrestleMania, but I don't know what's gone on, I think we've updated them. I tell you what, I tell you what, the best thing, right, that I've noticed now is don't pay the 30 quid to get it in your house. Google a pub next to you. Yeah. Google a pub next to you that's yeah. showing it. Yeah. And you pay like a fiver and you can go and watch it with a load of other people. And it's like watching a football match, you know, like watching an England match or something like that. And everyone goes that don't really watch football anyway, yeah. but they go along. But they join in because you're all watching it together. That's the way to go and watch wrestling. Well, there we go. I, if I, you can't afford to fly over to wherever it is. Personally, I'm going to watch a little bit, have a sleep, film something, watch a little bit more. That's how I'm going to watch it. You're welcome to come over, Sam. But there we go. Guys, thank you ever so much for listening to a very bizarre episode of Talking Tricks. <laughs> that was... Is that one getting cut? No. That's going out. We're doing that. But I thought this would be like a little 20 to 30 minute extra jobby. 45 minutes. It's as long as the episode we pulled the back. <laughs> well, you know, some people have got it. Some people have. Um, <laughs> Do us a favour, guys. Rate, review and subscribe to the podcast Talking Tricks with Kane and Abel because most weeks you get really interesting and informative interviews. Do you remember, Sam, when I had Max, Max Maven on? That was yeah. good. Not many people can get Max Maven Not on many. for a good interview. And do you know what? Max Maven is a big wrestling fan. Is he? A big wrestling fan. Told me that off the record. I'm now telling you all on the record. Um, so I'm sure Max Maven will be watching WrestleMania and we've got some pretty big guests lined up actually so rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode of Talking Tricks some will be in-depth interviews with people from the world of comedy, magic, circus and variety some will be two mates sat on a sofa in the middle of the day talking about magic and wrestling tell you what, it makes a nice lesson uh, nice listen, doesn't it if, you, if you've got a long drive or if you're I reckon so. If you if you if you're on the tube or public transport, or oh, you know, you just got an hour, and you're like, I don't want to stir at the TV, and I'm going for a walk. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. I like it. Should tell other people. I bet this is really interesting to non magicians. Oh, I think more 
interesting to non-magicians. To find out, to find out what how magicians do the things without, they might, yeah, they'd love it. Yeah. Well, we look forward to hearing Hulk Hogan's response. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talking Tricks with Cade and Abel. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast.